0: What's well, up to you I mean I'm sure the gamut of emotions have been run anger frustration I loved your tweet I referenced your tweet I did a whole segment on it last night because I think it's interesting and also the a-holes that are like god die to steam it that's your point that you're bringing up but as we welcome you in on this kind of surprising championship Monday right I I would have put my house my kids college fund everything on the chiefs and seven um But to me, there's different layers of dynastic conversations, right? In the AFC West, the Chiefs are a dynasty, right? They've created something that is constantly winning the division. Now, I know that doesn't do much for you this morning. As far as just overall in the AFC, they've created a situation where they're hosting championship games four years in a row. But Josh, I thought your take was was pretty dead on, and it's wild how – We've joked about this. We've done this show together now for almost six years, maybe more. And you said it's just a matter of time before everyone turns. And, boy, there you can blame TikTok videos or, or wife's all you want. But, man, celebration. And, I, again, you would think I'd be happy about this as a Raiders fan, but I'm not. For, this is weird. I, what is this feeling that I have right now? I used to celebrate this, but I'm not. It's got to be frustrating whenever everything seemed to be right there in front of you, man.
1: Yeah, obviously. First, first and foremost, hats off, obviously, to Cincinnati. It's a cool local storyline with Zach Taylor getting to the Super Bowl. Uh, there's, of course, sooner ties with Joe Mixon and Samaje A Couple who,
0: coaching ties in there too that we'll get to.
1: Both made big plays. Yeah. Uh, Samaje Ryan had the big uh, 41-yard screen reception that kind of kind of got Cincinnati going. You you, you don't necessarily think about that maybe too much with everything that played out in the second half and the failures of Kansas City right there at the end of the first half, the reception by Hill and letting the clock wind down and not getting any points there. But that was an important play for Cincinnati in in its 18-point comeback versus Kansas City was P. Ryan's touchdown. So congratulations to them. Obviously, well-earned. Defensively, they were magical. In the second half, Kansas City (laughs) did not look like Kansas City in the second half. They were puzzled. But, uh, yeah, for Kansas City, I mean, it's kind of fascinating. And I get it. You've gone to four straight AFC Championship games. You've won two of those, played in a couple of Super Bowls. You won one, hosted all four AFC Championship games. There was dynastic talk after – you beat San Francisco and rallied the way you did in Super Bowl 54. That has to be tabled now with Kansas City. And the question becomes, what what is the rest of this run going to look like here with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey? There's some other parts of the puzzle. Frank Clark might not be around next season. That's a salary cap situation. Are they going to pay Orlando Brown? I mean, what, what's going to happen here with Kansas City's roster? In the midst of all of this, Kansas City becoming this great villain in the AFC. They've only got one ring to show for it. So, and you you know these years start going by quickly. We can say, okay, well, Mahomes has all this time in the world. Look at Aaron Rodgers wins a Super Bowl early. We haven't heard from him since. Big Ben, couple of Super Bowls, right? Mm-hmm. But probably because of Tom Brady didn't turn into. Maybe what Pittsburgh could have been, Indianapolis, same story there with Peyton Manning. So there's a missed opportunity, potential missed window here for Kansas City. And I get it, folks don't want to talk about that today. They're happy that Cincinnati won and pulled the <laughs> upset. I I understand. I get it.
0: I do. I I I want to try to figure out how this happened. So let's let's do this. Let me give you three things that have been talked about constantly and as a Chiefs fan, and we'll get a little perspective here on it, you give me how you feel about it. All right, number one, end of the first half. Dominating situation. Here is what, real quick, um, Patrick Mahomes had to say about the decision at the end of the first half. Maybe. We called a play that we were trying to get someone over the middle quick. Um, and then I was probably I was supposed to throw the ball away. Uh, I got greedy. I got a little greedy there and try to give to Tyreek and get a touchdown. They had two people out there. I mean, in the long run of things, uh, it looks bad. But uh, I, if we had another chance,
1: I would have went for another play again.
0: And then and then one more. Here, here was what Andy Reid said.
1: I was uh, you know I was hoping we could get get the ball in the end zone. I probably gave him the wrong play first of all. So uh, to start with, I could have given him something better than that um, where the play was open in the end zone and um, and then we wouldn't have to go through that. I'll, I'll take responsibility for that
0: one, Out. So, Andy Reid taking the shrapnel on that one, but. I don't like what Patrick Mahomes said right there.
1: Go ahead. I, I would have done it over again. Patrick, you, you <laughs> can't throw that football unless it's wide open anywhere other than the end zone. You, you cannot not get three points there. You, you can't. I don't have a problem with Kansas City running another play. I think they needed another end zone shot. But the execution, and probably Andy Reid is right, could have called a better play that didn't have Tyreek Hill as that option underneath. But Mahomes, man, you're going to make the same throw? <laughs> you're going to make the same decision? You you better not. It was uh, wound up being something that cost you the football game.
0: Yeah. Um. So from the end of the first half to the end of the game, Here's what Mahomes had to say about that final drive in the red zone. Um, but I just gave my guy a chance, and, I mean, it, it got tipped. tipped Hold rugged. on. I'm screwing up. I got ahead of myself. Let me stop. That was the last play of the Interception game. Interception for Cincinnati. End of the game. See, I don't know if I have any audio here on this. I thought – I had really – you saw how early I got in today. I was so in a zone – just because I only had one kid to drop off this morning, that literally I'm on my phone. I go walking into the production room, and Josh is sitting there, and I almost literally just sit sit down where you're sitting. I'm so sorry. I was so sorry. And you go, hey, man. I'm like, oh, ah! oh, ah! <laughs> it's a ghost. Where did you come from? Good morning. Good morning. Because I, I got here early because I wanted to make sure I had all this audio. But the decision at the end – oh, here it is. It, it was Andy Reid. All right. Patrick Mahomes' decision-making at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, listen, I mean, Patrick's a great player, so he was trying to make a play. Uh, Like I said, I've I've got to do a better job of giving him things that he can make plays with, so I can do a lot better in that area. All
0: right, so it just seemed, and maybe this, Josh, becomes a larger conversation than just, you know, the, the, the three plays in the red zone in the closing, waning seconds of the game. But the second half in general was just, It was almost as if Patrick Mahomes was replaced by his backup. It was almost as if suddenly you had the Steelers' offense out there in the second half. It was just weird. I think one lesson to
1: be taken here for Kansas City, Andy Reid has given Patrick Mahomes too much control. Too much. At the end of the first half, okay, have a play where... You got a couple of options in the end zone. There's nothing underneath. Take, take a little bit of that control away or just kick the field goal, right? Just take the points immediately. Sure. I I, I said I'll stick with it. I was fine with taking one more crack at the end zone. I, They're I'm at the end you. of the football game in regulation. I'm not so sure Kansas City doesn't rush for a touchdown <laughs> if they hand it off again. If you If you rush on second and goal from the four – worst case scenario you get stuffed and you're you're back at the four again instead of Mahomes wheeling around and what did he he lost 5 yards the the first time and then lost 17 more on the subsequent play i mean if you run the ball twice are we convinced Kansas City's not in the super bowl today again no. relinquishing a little bit of the control taking a little bit of the overthinking out of it you don't have to be a superhero to get to the Super Bowl every time. Tom Brady wasn't a superhero every single time to get to the super, uh to get to the Super Bowl. Sometimes Tom Brady checked into runs. That's part of being great. And that's something that I think for Mahomes and Kansas City, they, they need to take some deep soul searching and looking at. I think
0: you you really hit something on the head that I was thinking about it a little bit, and, and you know what? I was really glad last night that I didn't get any any of the oh, Mahomes is who we thought that kind of crap that you get. He's, he's still a great quarterback. It's still a great football team, but this is not a football team that. it's no offense to your TV station down there, but is the underdog? You know, they're the, they're the even when they who, start three and four. Yeah, they're they're still at three and four. They were still considered to be a team that no one would have said, yeah, they're not going to win their division or they're not
1: going to the Super Bowl. Um or if they get in, they're not a factor. I mean, yeah, no, it was a silly tweet, <laughs> um, obviously. Right. I, I don't know. It's okay. You know, they,
0: it's it's not easy to win the NFL, and they've done it well. All right, so it, anyway, the third thing then is the end of the game situation, right? And I think you encapsulated that well. Hey, it's okay to not try to make the Superman play. And the thing that kept coming back to me and coming back to me was when they were three and four, this was a lot of what you saw.
1: It was, I, yeah. It, the season kind of ended where it began I- I- in some ways for Kansas City yesterday. I, I no doubt. I mean, definitely fair to say.
0: Did you notice anything? And I don't listen. I'm not here to necessarily dog on any of the work of the the analysts yesterday. I know a lot of people were freaking out about how Tony Romo was talking about using the timeouts, and I, I don't. I don't know that I necessarily disagree with him, but I'm not like. Banking everything on what Romo
1: says about timeout usage. Yeah, Romo uh, called game after Kansas City scored its first touchdown in case you forgot. Oh, did he really? (laughs) Oh, that's the ball game. Oh, it's my flight. Thanks, idiot. Thanks, Tony. Jeez.
0: But I didn't know if you saw anything from an X and O perspective outside of what we've seen used consistently against the Chiefs at times and what we saw Oklahoma struggle with, where they just started dropping dropping eight. eight. Dropping an eight and making those windows incredibly tight to try to fit anything through, which again, it's still kind of amazing that Kelsey usually finds a way to get open in those situations. But, you know, I'm all Joe Burrow's great. That, I, I, I'm one of those guys that has constantly been like, hey, everybody slow down with the Joey cool thing. Wow. I mean, he kind of put it in my face. But again, I, I, I sit here today. With this hot take, I don't think yesterday was about what Cincinnati did. It was more about what Kansas City didn't do. You mean throw it at me right now? No, I know. I, John, I'm, I'm, I, I'm ducking I, things being thrown at me. And I've had a whole night to think about this, too.
1: I, I, okay. I feel that way a little bit, too. I don't want to take away from Cincinnati's accomplishment. Right. It's the... First time they've gone to the Super Bowl since the 88 season, and it was hard-earned, man. I mean, to come back from 18 down, an 11-point deficit. In that environment. Yeah, on the road in the AFC Championship game, you haven't been there with this group before. And, oh, by the way, you don't get the football to start the second half, so I I don't want to take it away from them. They defensively were great. But I do feel that way a little bit, too. Like, Kansas City coughed this thing up. There were things that Kansas City did in some ways more so than what Maybe Cincinnati did that lost Kansas City the game versus Cincinnati won the game. But again, I mean, you know, you're you're splitting hairs. And, and Joe Burrow made some incredible plays with his feet to extend and then find guys. I, I thought that was the best thing he did yesterday was escape pressure. And Kansas City's got to be kicking themselves. These guys, they spent all this money on up front that get him down, <laughs> get him down. What are you doing?
0: yeah I was just watching the replay of that third down scramble when was it chris Jones that had him down in the backfield and he got away i was i i, I was laughing I think the most at Samaj P Ryan whenever he's blocking downfield with burrow well beyond the line of scrimmage mix or excuse me P Ryan goes running her out it's like what do you with, went he, the wrong way. Right, right. And he's, like, holding up his hand like he's open. He's like, what are you doing, Samaje? Oh, I'm thinking maybe of a different no, play you, where you're, – You're thinking of the third down play when yes. he didn't get it. And they're like, go outside. What are you doing? But, yeah, I, no hate. Congratulations to the Bengals. But I just – I can't help but think a couple of plays – well, it's football, man. A couple of plays make all the difference.
1: All I ask everyone is for consistency. When Cincinnati – if Cincinnati wins the Super Bowl – just keep that same energy for the Bengals, right? Because as soon as Kansas City won one, they were the most hated, hated right. team on the planet. So turn
0: on Joe. Bur- Look at that cocky, arrogant Joe Burrow. And his I don't chain. think people are
1: going to though. Really? People have made their minds up that they like this guy, and for some reason, because of the Brittany Matthews and Jackson Mahomes thing, now everybody just hates Kansas City. It's it's wild. They've won one Super, one Bowl, Super Bowl in fifty three years. I get that they played for yeah. two in a row, but I, you know what I do blame? I blame Jackson Mahomes. I think it's all Jackson's fault. Well, in barstool sports and, you know, playing that angle up. <laughs> but when you put yourself out in the public sphere, I get that. Yeah. People are going to form their opinions. Yeah, Joe Burrow, be careful who you hang out with. Yeah, exactly.
0: Don't, don't have any friends that get on TikTok and try to take advantage <laughs> of you. You're, you're going to be in a bad spot if you do. <laughs> we were, it's like we were joking about, and I know we got to break. It's like we were joking with Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler wears that diamond-encrusted S thing to the post-game interview and what's there. Oh, God, just flaunting. Play better. okay? You have people that cover the team, and they're like, read the room. Read the room. But Joe Burrow does. He's like, gosh, look at that swagger. Look at it's just. It's funny to me
1: how he's going to a- be smoking his cigars. Uh, right. <laughs> Oh, he's just... He looks like Macaulay Culkin. It's Joey. It's Joey Burr. It's And I like Joe Burr. I just think it's interesting he's how going He's got to get the gat. Get the gat. And it's just like, what are we doing? It's interesting how we create and follow the narratives of who we're going to like and dislike. And Spencer Rattler will be an interesting case because sure. yeah. he's sort of been collectively hated by a lot of people. And now he's got this chance at South Carolina where, I mean, there's the redemption angle to it. But, I mean, is there still going to be a large faction that... Has just made their mind up on the guy.
0: It's a good-looking question. It's a good-looking... Usually, we tend to stop liking people after they win. It's like, oh, my gosh, what a great story they won. Oh, they're... in The next year. Oh, they're back? Oh, no. No, no, no. I want the other guy. Here's he the was.
1: other part with Joe Burrow. The guy sucked the soul out of Oklahoma. Yeah. And everybody around here loves the guy. <laughs> he beat you 63-28. to 28. He,
0: he ripped our hearts out, and... We're all sitting there like, a take that, Mahomes, Take that, Kelsey. I think it's – you know, I honestly believe – I think it's Kelsey more than it is Mahomes. I think that Kelsey and how he handles things and then Jackson and what's Brittany. I think those are the three that people despise. I think Mahomes in a vacuum, we all I hey, love. And Matthew Tyreek's Mahomes. checkered past. Right. Let, let's call it what it is. All right, when we come back? Right, I mean, how are you? Like on the anger meter –
1: I didn't sleep well last night. Do we need
0: Do we need some uh, shots of Jaeger during the show? Or <laughs> no, it, oh, no, we're good on that's that. I'm going to get Another thing.
1: cup of cu- yeah. That's, we don't want that. And let me tell you something about Andy Reid and his timeouts. <laughs> Turn into uh, a wild Kansas City podcast. All right, hey, let's let's do
0: this. Let's get a break and let's hit on the the big portal news of the weekend. We got basketball to talk about. I was front and center. For OU Texas inside the LNC. And it was awesome. Tough one for the men's team. Weird weekend in a lot of ways in the Big 12 with the SEC Challenge. Kind of got smoked in that. And the Super Bowl is set. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref. I guess it didn't register that this Super Bowl matchup is both of the four seeds. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? How about that? Rams backed into the... AFC, or excuse me, NFC West Championship, right? And the the Bengals, in a lot of ways, took control of it. I, didn't they clinch with their win over Cincinnati? Or, excuse me, uh, with their win over Kansas City? I the AFC they North they did, yes. yes. And yep. then they they decided they were going to rest their starters that next week. Meanwhile, the Rams let the 49ers back into the playoffs, blown a 17-0 lead, um, lost that game just a rope a dope in man and then they end up making their run unbelievable what a uh, what a comeback there for the Rams we, we've got so much to get to I mean I, we haven't even we haven't even been able to truly scratch the surface on what we learned this weekend but before we get to Aaron's call and yours at 405 329 9000 405 329 you can jump in here. Air Comfort Solutions, text line, 405-651-3439. Our one of the Plank Show, as always, is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. Mark and Tessa, great people, Mark and Tessa Van Hoos. They own Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167, 735-1167, or vhfence.com. Get your fence back in shape for the summertime beyond uh, counting down to the AFC and NFC Championship games, ended up being kind of an interesting weekend in Portal Talk, did it not? Because
1: Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg, no longer options for Oklahoma. Yeah, we found out Ole Miss officially for uh, those two, so not, not the best thing, not the worst thing for Oklahoma. Thank you. That's a
0: great way to put it, man.
1: I mean, obviously, you would have liked to have added another talented quarterback. I think you know, Trigg would have been a really, really nice addition for this uh, tight end group. But uh, Oklahoma went and got to another tight end, did they not? Over the weekend, they got they got somebody else that was sort of off the radar. But, you know, as as far as Oklahoma, you would have had a full-fledged quarterback competition, of course, between Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Dart. Now that is off the table, and I don't think it's the worst thing that, that you know now going in. Okay, Dylan Gabriel... Is our guy?
0: Yeah. There's no, and I, again, I want to make this very, no slight
1: to Nick Evers, but I think not, it's going to be Dylan Gabriel. I,
0: I think Nick Evers gets what what he wanted whenever he has the opportunity to sit for a year, and I think that was kind of what Nick Evers had wanted and a- anticipated whenever he got that opportunity and to to come to Oklahoma. Anyway, um, yeah, I. You know we we had a couple commitments for Oklahoma this weekend, Eric McCarty, who is not going to wow any of you that deal with the stars conversation, but from everything I've heard, Josh, and I know you were talking about him on Friday, um Eric McCarty sounds like Brent Venables' kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it sounds that way, so we'll have more on him coming up later in the show, but yeah, um. Unbelievable, unbelievable weekend to where you get that frustration over, oh man, Jackson Dart isn't coming here, but then that good, we're starting to learn a little bit more about the staff too for Oklahoma, right? Yeah. That was the first, uh, I have put in every request possible with, well, really, honestly, everyone, but Halk, Halk, if any of the assistants want to come on. I've tried to use all my inside channels, but we saw our, our first picture, of the staff all together. And <laughs> Yeah, I know. it's A lot of dudes. <laughs> massive family photo. <laughs> and, you know, then you add to it what Gabe and Teddy talked about on the Oklahoma Breakdown. Uh, Kate, I guess maybe I need to be smarter about when I'm having a conversation with Caleb and just saying, telling you that he's going to be a part of the staff. But, anyway, uh, serving our uncommon legacy. We'll have a department called SOUL. And Caleb Kelly will be the director of Soul, which is basically a player development. The Soul mission is about OU and about the player development. And Josh Norman will be the director of former player relations and director of mission community engagement. And my man Jalen Ross was reporting that on – Jalen sent me a podcast. Jalen, I'm sorry. I owe you a uh, a return text. I apologize. But – He's big on
1: Instagram, and I saw him breaking it on Twitter as well. OK
0: Sports Daily, I think, is what his website is. So well done, Jalen. Anyway, um, yeah, it's um, Sooner Sports Daily. I'm sorry. So it's good to have a little bit of an idea of, all right, so all these people, what's the responsibilities? Well, guess what? This is going to be, you know, one faction that's in charge of nothing but former player relations, getting them involved, community relations. You know, Caleb brought up – Teddy brought this up, too, on Thursday night, and I'm just now getting to posting it from the huddle on Thursday. But, you know, sometimes you can't go to your position coach for something or you don't want to. Maybe it's something you don't want to talk about. With your current teammates, now you'll have two dudes that have gone through it in Josh Norman and Caleb Kelly and had you know unique experiences, and I'm sure their staff is going to be deeper than just those two dudes, but it's always good to have an ear like that. Guys that have been through it have experienced what you're experiencing and can help you kind
1: of challenge and, and battle your way through it. I love it. I want to correct myself. Oh, go ahead. I guess I was putting John Locke into the Locke category. O- Oklahoma sent out another offer oh, okay. to a, a tight end over the weekend named uh, John Locke just here ahead of National Signing Day. He's a Louisiana Tech commit. So uh, it's not super, super highly recruited, but maybe something to keep an eye on. There's a a bunch of names over the next couple of days that are they going to wind up signing with OU or not? <laughs> and a lot of them are crystal ball to OU. So yeah, that's a good sign.
0: And Wednesday is going to be a very interesting day. Um, do you want to get Aaron in here, or do you want to stay on the clock? Or did Aaron bail on us? No, yeah, okay. let's let's go ahead and get him in
1: here. What do you say?
0: Let's do it. All right, what's going on, Aaron? Sorry about that, man. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, man. Yeah, I was just uh, – I got the Super Bowl I wanted, man. I got the Rams. I got the Bengals. You know, we got Smotchy P. Ryan. We got Joe Mixon. You know, and it, it was great for OU yesterday because in both games, OU players were called out for making great plays. Oberonko, you know, in the Rams game, and then obviously Nixon and Perrine. So what a great showing it is for for, for Oklahoma in the upcoming Super Bowl. So uh, I just want the Rams to roll because I've been a Rams fan for 50 years. So I haven't had much to cheer cheer for over the years. So I can get my Super Bowl this time.
1: I like your
0: chances but, in uh, this game. I do too.
2: Yeah, but you know what? If if P Ryan and Mixon has a great day, I'm not gonna be all upset about it because it just makes OU look that much better. But uh, I, I am pulling for the Rams. But uh, but you know, you did if you watched the game yesterday, how is there almost as many 49er fans in that stadium as there is Rams fans? Ah, so that's 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 the way the fans are in LA. They don't support anything, you know, and, and that's what that's what Coach Hippercrit gets to experience here next year. Is that he's going to have 200 fans in the in the stadium, and half of them are going to be drunks and homeless people? So that's what he gets to look forward to: going from 85,000 screaming fanatics to 200 fans that can care less what's going on in the game. So anyway, so now with uh, I do have to ask another question: with the Jackson Dart going to Ole Miss, is there a chance that uh, Venable's goes after maybe JT Daniels if he goes into the portal? No, back J- backup to Gabriel?
0: JT's in the portal, uh, and I appreciate your phone call, Aaron. Good question. I I don't think so. I mean, think about this quarterback room, uh, and I, I apologize. I usually check every single day, but I'll do it here live on the air for you. But I don't believe Oklahoma has completely and totally updated its online. No, it hasn't yet. But if you just, even removing... Spencer Rattler from the mix, and again, I'm not gonna I'm not coming here trying to be Mr. Expert on this, but you have a quarterback room that still has a Penn State transfer in Micah Bowens, that has a guy in Ralph Rucker who won the third string job last year as a walk on. You have a freshman in Nick Evers, and you have the transfer in Dylan Gabriel, and you add to it. Just because I want to make my man, I believe Crimson happen uh, happy. Even a, a name like a Ben Harris, you got five, maybe six guys, depending on a walk on, that are going to be in that room right now. And I, I got, like I said, I haven't had a chance to sit down with Jeff Lebby yet. I don't know what kind of number he wants in that room, but I think they're okay. I think the idea of a Jackson Dart is just how, you know, much upside there is. Maybe you look at J T. Daniels and you wonder, it's five star guy that. You know, seems to be battling injuries, couldn't crack through at USC. Now he's leaving the team that won the national championship. And is What's it the right fit there? for
1: JT Daniels? Right, right. Where you, you pretty well have Dylan Gabriel now entrenched as the leader to be the starter here. I mean, is that the type of situation you want to leave for? I, I couldn't imagine it would be.
0: Though I, I will say where I agree with Aaron on one front – if if Gabriel you know Gabriel got hurt last year, and, and let's remember he's he's taken some shots right. He uh, what was it last year? Uh, it was the final play of the game against Louisville. Shoulder, uh, broken left clavicle. That's never, never. Shoulder injury suck. Even if it's your non throwing shoulder. So I understand where you're coming from. I right? always say you know this was a dude that. He only played in three games and got dinged up last before year. Before that,
1: though, I he mean. He was pretty good. I mean, he's made 25 career starts, and, you know, only three of those came from last season because of the injury. So, before that, he had been, you know, pretty sturdy. There is one wild sidebar to all of this. There's one
0: wild kind of side road where we're still very much in flux on exactly what in the world is going on with Caleb Williams.
1: I, I just had a phone call off the air. Has hey, he made a decision. No, no, I
0: I had a conversation about it. Uh, I I ended up getting a last second fill in on Saturday morning right here on Fox Sports Radio. And we talked about it for about 30 minutes with Matt Mosley and all the guys in the Fox in the premier radio network, Fox Sports Radio studios. They're all USC fans. And they're even like, what's going on here? Then you had the report last night. Hey, he let Paul Chris know he's not coming. And then there was another report. that's like, no, 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 that's not true. So, I, I have no idea. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if many of us care outside of just hoping he doesn't end up at
1: USC. Is he going to go through spring ball anywhere now? Maybe he won't. I mean, is he just going to enroll in the summer and that'll be that? I guess so.
0: I mean, someone, I'd heard the... I'd mean, heard him
1: pretty far along in this thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's February tomorrow, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's February 1 tomorrow. So, I again, we'll see. I have no idea. I have no idea which direction he is. He's. I mean, guys that are signing on Wednesday, right? They don't get to enroll until the summer. So, I don't know. Maybe he's secretly enrolled. You can't. You have to be a student to look through the USC database. So go go looking for me, USC fans. I still think that's inevitable. I mean, I I really do. But it is weird that it's taken this much time.
1: I know nothing and will claim to know nothing anymore. I, I have no pulse have on no, Caleb.
0: Williams. I agree. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, more of your calls at three two nine nine thousand plus a, a little bit more on the staff and kind of some names that we saw that that we recognize and resonated with us from the first kind of look at the new Sooner football family. It's the Plank Show. You know what is kind of interesting is we haven't really had the conversation about the. Is he or isn't he with Tom Brady yet? That was
1: weird. That was a fascinating saga this weekend, was it not? And oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say what I was taken by, and I get it. I, I Look, Adam Schefter is nails, right? Sure. He's money. He's very, very well-connected. But the fact that you had the Big 12 SEC Challenge going on on Saturday in all these games and Reese Davis is in the studio hosting and every single ESPN host is, hey, Tom Brady's retired and there's no official announcement. There's actually some conflicting reports from Tampa Bay reporters out there that, wait a second, Tom Brady has called the general manager. He has called the head coach. It took until, to to say that he's not not made a decision yet, it took until, I guess, Bruce Arians probably called ESPN and started cussing people out for them to finally put on the ticker down below, Arians says no decision made. But, I mean, it was like six hours of, hey, this is done. He's
0: retired. I was – so can can I just real quick sidebar to this? I was doing the women's basketball game on Saturday, and – Doing doing women's basketball is so different than doing softball because, like, in softball, it's sit, you have a process, you, you know, there's time to fill between at-bats. Um, you play on Twitter a little bit with the list, hey, so-and-so's checking. Basketball's, especially, you know, with women in the four quarters, and it just seems like it flies, right? And the way that OU plays offense, it's just <laughs> you're going. So I didn't really have much time to – even check the news. So we're getting ready to go. And I'm I'm on the headset and Grant Wade, I, I said, Grant, did Tom Brady retire? <laughs> he goes, yeah, man. Just report it. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I'm not, I had spent four hours that morning on this very radio station. I don't know, do we carry the programming on Saturday morning? Should yeah. I, I think I think on all of our affiliates on Saturday morning. And I'd said, I just I think the best source of Tom Brady information has been Tom Brady recently, because Jason Lockenfora had the report on Friday night. You know, and I saw—I actually saw it retweeted by Parker and Doug. Look, is out of show on Friday, so I'm digging deep. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Is he going to announce his retirement? Why would he do it now when he has like a ten million dollar bonus or something that kicks in on like the second? But I digress.
1: Um, yeah, that, that part is an interesting angle too,
0: right? But I just. I, I don't know, Josh. I found myself to be kind of shocked. So I let it go. I'm like, wow, Tom, Tom Brady's really retiring. So game's over. I'm on, I mean, cloud nine, dude. That was a great game with an incredible finish. I mean, one of my favorite moments of that game that nobody will talk about because it was so early was Oklahoma had a no call. at I think it was their like the first media timeout. And the, the officials blew a call. Jenny Baronchek comes firing off the bitch. She's as mad as I've ever seen her. <laughs> and as she's done letting the officials have it, she turns to the crowd and she starts getting the crowd riled up. I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh. So I'd forgotten about everything with Tom Brady. Understandably. Right. So I get home and, you know, I'm I'm kind of chilling a little bit and I start going through it. And I see that ESPN. I'm. I, I don't. I think I had a college basketball game. I'm probably had the Kansas-Kentucky game on. And I see that ESPN is still rolling the scroll, right? Tom Brady to announce his retirement. Tom Brady and, and and all these tributes. And then, dude, I get on Twitter, and it's like a completely different world. Tom Brady hasn't retired. What's going? Tom Brady has let the Bucks know he hasn't made a decision yet. Blah. blah. And yet, ESPN
1: is still running with this. And I'm like, with the uh, Okay, with no acknowledgement that you know Brady's camp or some folks out there in Tampa Bay were reporting that it wasn't a done deal. I and I think it's probably going to wind up that Schefter has nailed this report and he is set to retire. And maybe they just upstage Tom Brady a little bit here, and Tom Brady, you know, kind of gets to doesn't get his moment to say, "Hey, I'm going out like this." Whatever they they got wind of it, and they're going to wind up being right. I thought though. Just from an editorial perspective, I mean, that to me was a major decision by ESPN. The way that for four, five, six hours, the way that they handled this story when they're for, you know, three hours of it, conflicting reports. Okay, no, he hasn't told Tampa Bay that he's definitely retiring. He's told Tampa Bay that he's definitely not made a decision. The, They finally, I think at halftime of Kansas, Kentucky, had Schefter back on. And and Schefter then said, hey, now here's what's going on. Here's the latest with this. And and he addressed some of the other reports that had been out there. But the ticker never never said that. No, And and to me, if you wind up and this is wrong, I I just – I don't know. I mean, whoever is making the decisions at ESPN, I just – not that – they can't approach it that way, I just thought that was a curious way to approach it. I was
0: blown away. <laughs> I was truly blown away catching up on it when I got home and seeing where they they were in this reporting from what I had just and I, and I won't lie to you I was I was on the phone so I didn't I wasn't listening to sports radio from the drive from the l and c to to home and I don't know maybe there was a little bit of listening to to the, the post-game show and maybe my highlights. But it was – I was shocked. I was shocked that they went with that approach. So, I never
1: thought I'd say this, but I'm officially hoping Tom Brady comes back now. I know, me too. The way ESPN has handled this
0: story has completely flipped me here. I I, I agree one, one bazillion percent. I want them to be embarrassed. Please, please, Tom. And I guess it was bayoued a little bit because – they, uh, the, the TB12 website had put up a tribute, so it seems as if they were preparing for his retirement, right? And and yes, obviously, Adam Schefter's tied in. He just kind of Andrew lucked it, right? He kind of got it out before it should have, and D- Jeff Darlington too, which it was funny because. It was just Adam Schefter to start with, and then all of a sudden, when the heat started rolling in, it's almost like they went to another insider. It's like, bro, you, you're going to be on this, okay? I'm
1: <laughs> Call into the bullpen. We got to put at, some y- of the heat on you. You're being
0: added to this report, Jeff Darlington or whomever it was, <laughs> Chris Mortensen. Sorry, buddy, you're in on this one. <laughs> right, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what to do. Seems like probably
1: think. he's going to retire. It though. does. It does. And
0: I think just real quick before we break to to give this at least a segment today. I think part of the re- of of the why 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 behind it was they they wanted to do it their own way, the NFL frowns upon upstaging the championship games. I don't think Tom Brady would care, but I think for him he didn't want to take away from Mahomes, Burrow, Garoppolo, Stafford. I think he wanted, to, and and honestly, I think the Raiders did too. But I mean, because they 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 finally had to announce their GM. Because everyone was announcing it everywhere. I mean, you can't help
1: people reporting.
0: Right. I mean, wait. Hirings. The, the NFL asks, hey, don't, don't announce anything. The team's like, you got it. And then all of a sudden, all the insiders get the information. You're like, oh, gosh, am I going to get a nasty gram from Roger Goodell? <laughs> anyway. All right, quick break. There you go. Uh, so this picture that Miguel Chavis tweeted last night, a lot of investigative reporting going on on faces that you see. People that seem to be familiar. And I'll tell you what, a lot of familiar faces. And I like it. We'll talk about it next in the Plank Show. I haven't had a chance to go all in on Teddy and Gabe's podcast yet, but we were furthering Zabruder filming the picture that Miguel Chavis put out yesterday. Is you know, I, I would imagine at some point over the next few weeks, there'll be like an official on, hey, here's the staff. We know. Do they have a new podcast
1: out? Yeah, it dropped last night. Oh, that's curious. Why is that? He's got enough time to record a podcast, but he's on vacation this week.
0: Teddy, oh, I've, Teddy might not be on it. I don't know. Oh, can I tell you one thing too? I'll tell you this: they did tape. If is Jim Nagy their host? Because they had taped that a while back. Because that's always my moment when I send Gabe like eighty six questions about guys going. Where's Teddy at this week? Do we know? I
1: don't know. Harder you got to Got time for care. Gabe,
0: but not time for us? By the way, McDonald's, let's have a moment here, okay? Just sidebar before we get into this. When you promote something as like the secret menu, it's no longer a secret menu. That's the brilliance of <laughs> hidden items on a on a menu. Yeah, as soon as uh, we're
1: discussing the hidden menu, it is no longer hidden.
0: Right. Oh, that wasn't the top of the hour. Okay. Anyway, I, what... Gosh, okay, we're Zapruder filming this picture. We'll go in-depth when we come back right here on The Plank Show.